1: Welcome to episode 67, boot to the Face, your official Royal Rumble reaction show. I am Chris Rucker with my co-host Marty Vasquez. You can find us on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and our new home on full press coverage. Marty, how did you like the Royal Rumble? As a whole.
0: As a whole, I thought it was actually a pretty good card. Um, I'm, I'm going to take away my judgment of the the outcomes of the matches. Um, as far as the the card itself, um, I thought I thought it was a pretty solid card. Thought it was in some decent matches and um, nothing like amazing, spectacular. But I thought there were some great things about it. Um, yeah, like I said, not not a fan of some of the outcomes, but I was definitely ha- I I enjoyed the, the card itself.
1: The best thing about all of it Is that at the end of the day We beat the shit out of Talkamania Not beat the shit out of them We won by one point But we won Fuck Crown Royal Fuck Trish Stratus Fuck everything out of the upper north part of Canada Including that podcast That we love so much Talkamania Dez and J-Bomb You suck
0: So I guess that goes back to the fact that I guess they're paying for our travel to Tampa. Is that I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying on their pre-show? That's I what mean, I heard. If they were saying, like, they wanted us to pay for their travel if they won, then I mean, I guess it goes back and forth that if we win, we get travel.
1: Well, um, I mean, it's not fair. Sure producer Canadian
0: concurred with me in the chat room <laughs> on that as well.
1: The Canadian dollar sucks, though, so they'd have to pay, like, four times <laughs> as much as we would have had to pay.
0: You know what? They could pay that, and I'll pay for their alcohol. Then again, wait a minute. They're Canadian, so... uh
1: yeah. We'll, we'll buy him oh, you Evan know, Williams.
0: no, no, we're good because Jay isn't drinking, and Dez was drinking like a like a spritzer or something earlier.
1: <laughs> we'll buy him the green bottle, of Evan Williams.
0: Evan Williams. We'll no, no, we'll be good with like a case of like White Claw Truly or something. Oh, like, he, no, no, he was drinking a, a cider. He was drinking a cider.
1: He drinking an Angry Orchard.
0: Angry Orchard Reds. One of those two.
1: <laughs> he looks like one of them Sadiddy motherfuckers that would drink that. That's Dez. No, we love them. Those are. Uh, it was fun, the banter and whatnot. They had a pre-show uh, at 5.30 a.m. with their predictions. We called in a little back and forth. We literally pulled it out at the end with Marty's pick to win the Royal Rumble because he knew that I would pick Roman, and he picked Drew McIntyre, which at the end of the day was a damn good pick that won it all. But I start from the beginning. Seamus and Shorty G. Did you see this match? Because I didn't.
0: I did. Um, I was watching it while I was listening to talking this pre-show. Um, it was a whatever match. It wasn't anything great. They had to spotlight for Shorty G and that, to kind of showcase what he was doing. And it was a a warm-up match for Seamus to get back in the ring. Um, that's ideally what it was. It was his first pay-per-view in mo- like six months minimum. I think it's even been even longer. Than that one's almost a year. Um, so it's been a while since he was been in the ring. First pay per view back. Um, for Seamus, he looked damn good. I will say that. Like, there was – I didn't see nothing out there about there about anything like ring rust or even, like, the commentary behind it, like, Booker T and Christian. Uh, they were all talking about it. Like, they, they didn't show anything about the ring rust on the guy. He looked like he had been training. He looked like he was ready to go, and he looked like he showed that in ring.
1: Um, Andrade and, was it Humberto? Humberto! Yeah, Uh, I didn't didn't see that one either. I I watched the Royal Rumble at a buddy's house, and I drove uh, to his house during the pre-show. So I missed the two pre-show matches, but I know that we picked them correctly.
0: Yeah, um, I was watching that... So wait, when you did you call in to Talk while you're on the road? Yes. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I was watching that. That was actually on while I while I jumped on the call with them. And oh man, just the whole Umberto name, like we, even even Des and them were even like talking about it too, saying they're like this guy came out of nowhere. Like he's a no. Like really seriously. Um. And every time I see his name. I just think of, like, Umberto Brenes, uh, who's, like, a World Series of Poker play, poker player. And the guy said the table with, like, a little, like, toy shark. And he just goes, like, Umberto Every time he, like, goes all in. And that's all I see whenever I see his name pop up on screen. It's like, ugh, I'm already annoyed. Um, actually, to be honest with this, there was... I'm not going to say I'm a fan of him. However, I did enjoy the match. I wasn't expecting to. Um, I put my... I can't stand this guy and the spotlight he's been given. Aside, um, some spots he did, but it wasn't too bad of a match. I, I enjoy watching Andrade matches, uh, and this one wasn't too bad. And the fact that Selena Vega was out there—it's mm. always a win, especially mm. in her in her. Ma- well, you know, here's the thing: there's Selena Vega the wrestler, and there's mm-hmm. Selena Vega the manager. Mm-hmm. I love Selena Vega the, the wrestler, mm-hmm. but my goodness, Selena Vega the manager—it's Go a whole new level. Oh. New level.
1: Tell us how you really feel.
0: I mean, she ain't no Mandy or Santana, but she's probably in that that handful top.
1: <laughs> handful. Ah,
0: it's essentially that load and see what it does, and the bite <laughs> happened.
1: <laughs> Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. This led off the Royal Rumble pay per view itself. The match. Um, hmm. You know, it is what it is. It was everything that was expected. The visual of it was fantastic. Especially when Roman won at the end, on top of the dugout, the look of them fighting in a sea of the crowd, uh when Uso number two flew off the top of the the deck or whatever, the yeah, camera was he like
0: catapulted off that top stage. I didn't right. I didn't see the dude up there until all of a sudden he was coming down. I was like, damn, alright. I was just
1: about to say the camera didn't blow the spot by showing you he was getting up there. You had no clue where he was and he just came out of nowhere. Um, This was a good match to open it up. The crowd was hot behind it. We picked Roman. Talkamania picked King Corbin because they want to lose, I guess. Um, Good match though, Marty. What would you think of it?
0: Um, I thought it, it was a it was a long match, man. Like it was. I'm glad it was a long match to start the card off, especially because people were behind it. Um, that was the longest match on the card by a couple minutes. I mean, with the exception of the Rumbles, obviously, because um, that one was only a couple minutes longer than the Fiend and, and Bray Wyatt, uh, Dana Bryan. Uh, I enjoyed the match. There were some moments of it was kind of like dragging a little bit, and then all of a sudden a spot would happen, and they would go through something else um i'm not always a fan of the falls Count anywhere match because a lot of the times it it really doesn't utilize the falls count anywhere properly and they just kind of like walk around beat each other slap each other sl- you know punch each other and then come back to their ring and that's the way they've been um unless you're like sheamus or not Seamus, like shane mcmahon and the miz last year at wrestlemania um but this was a good match and like you said the finish like the you know the, when they were leaning to that getting that spot and Roman just walking through and just like punching the shit, knocking the shit out of him as they're walking through, had, had the smirk was like cheering with the fans and like enjoying it with the fans. I loved it because the fan base was behind him. Um, then he got to the dugout and they start unpulling the uncovering the dugout. And here's the thing, I almost went to the. This- this Royal Rumble. I almost went out there. Um uh, things changed. My family all moved from Texas and I was like, yeah, well, you know, they're not all out there, I'm not gonna waste my time come out there. Um But I'm a, I'm a Dodgers fan. And with the stuff in the, the <laughs> news with Astros and the shit they've been, the fact they unwrap and it still says World Series on there, like I get it they're World Series champions, but that fucking put some sour taste in my mouth right there. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, so why couldn't you guys put a tarp over that shit? Like, come on man. But he won. He won on top of that. So I'm thinking, fucking, that's right. A real winner right there in that dugout. That's how it's done. Um, I thought I was like, oh shit, he's going to f- roll over and he's going to fall through that tarp and go through the dugout if he don't watch himself. But uh, the, the finish of the match was fantastic. Um, the, the spear onto the dugout, which is pure cement. Uh, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a, I thought it was a really great match.
1: Uh, rumor has it that Roman picked a false count anywhere match because he knew WWE wouldn't have to put any extra cameras in the in the stadium because they already had them everywhere from stealing signs and shit like that. That's probably
0: why he wore his vest the whole time because there was a moment when like looked like Baron was gonna rip his vest off.
1: He's, like no no no, He's like no 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 no
0: don't rip it off because the mic got a mic don't get a mic. We're good
1: um Fuck Lacey up, Evans, you, the worst match of the night in my opinion. Lacey and Bailey um, there ain't much to say about it. There really isn't. The fact that here's
0: the thing: I I used to be part of the clan that like I wasn't a fan of Bailey, but for the most part, I still enjoyed her matches. There wasn't a single spot in this match that I enjoyed from Bailey. Like seriously, we have already talked about how she does nothing for the title. She does nothing in the ring to be like worthy and watch. Her mm-hmm. fan base, her fan base, they say they're there because of her wrestling talent. When we all know that's not why they're following her. They're following her for some other reason because she's definitely not a wrestler that should have as big a fan base as she
1: has. Um, Wait. Wait, why would you follow her?
0: <laughs> no, just people because her personality and stuff, like her her character, oh, yeah, her charisma, that's. <laughs>
1: That's what it is. I'm, say, I'm saying the family I'm not talking about me. I'm
0: talking about the family. There's reasons why I be following her. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dessert time come early. Just saying.
1: <laughs> you me need to spoon, them, this bitch. Um This uh, match was awful. It was trash. Let's let's not beat around the bush. It was it just wasn't fun to watch. Uh I was at a Royal Rumble party. This was the point where we all started talking and looking the other way and Catching up and things of that nature. And it, before you look up, Bailey's got her rolled. All she did was miss a moonsault and get knees to the guts. And that was the pinfall victory. Like, are you serious?
0: There was no offense. She won by defense, not by offense. Like, there was literally no offense in that final segment of the match.
1: Uh, Talkamania won that one. They picked Bailey. We picked Lacey. Uh, Daniel Bryan and A Fiend. We picked Daniel Bryan. That was my pick. Um, Daniel Bryan needs a better agent. He needs a better negotiator. Because whoever was able to talk him into letting Bray Wyatt beat the dog shit out of him with a leather strap. And he still was going to lose the match. <laughs> like,
0: After he's he, the one that called that match also. Ah, like, that's... like, hey, Daniel. How about you, you you throw out a leather strap match. You're going to get your ass beat by it. And then you're going to get the pin.
1: And, I mean, you could see some of it, like. There was one point where Bray put him in the corner for the Tree of Woe, and he was hitting Brian with it, and Brian was like, "No, no, don't hit me again." Like he did a whole sit up and tried to get out of the Tree of Woe because Bray was beating the shit out of him. This match, I'm I'm just over the the fame thing. Like it's not cool anymore. He's wrestling too much. He's not. I don't know. I can't explain it, but the the lust. When too.
0: was the last match he had? He didn't have a match since like Survivor Series, or something like that. TLC.
1: He just had a match with Daniel Bryan, like. No, he had a match with uh the Miz recently,
0: and he was as as uh not. But he's
1: always he's always on TV and he's always doing stuff. So no, I will say he is
0: he is definitely in the spotlight a lot more than somebody who's a character who kind of lies in the dark should be. Absolutely, and
1: he's getting a little husky. He's definitely he's taking
0: it. Way, he's no, he,
1: when he when he first came back as Defend, he had lost a lot of weight, and now he's finding it. Uh, sh- the only other regular match was Becky versus Oscar, and again, a great match. They. I was in mixed company, and everybody was watching this match and enjoying it. Uh, Becky and Asuka beat the shit out of each other again. That reverse suplex that Becky did to Asuka and threw her outside the ring was great. Um, Asuka trying to go for the mist and Becky kicking her in the stomach for the finish was good. The fact that Kyrie was out there and you thought she was going to get involved, but she was never a- actually able to was good. It was a good little... Thing to throw everything about this match worked for me. And of course the right person won, I think.
0: Yeah, it was on the same page. I thought it was a like fantastic match. I thought it was a better match than last year. Um I actually would go as far as that. this might have been Becky's best mat wrestling match.
1: Um just a strictly match, not a ever. gimmick.
0: Yeah, because like we talk about her, her best match being the short the hell in the cell she just had
1: or, that was the, was the last woman standing with Charlotte. This was just yeah. a regular one-on-one match,
0: right? And it was like actually a damn good match. And um, like he's like you said the whole thing with, with Kyrie out there. Like I was expecting her to do something. I was waiting for her to do something, and it was kind of like an illusion because you're you're focusing on this on what's going to happen there, and mm-hmm. you're also paying attention to what's in the match. And like because you're like waiting for her to like get the cheat in there, and the fact that she didn't, like it just I, for me it like added more value to the actual match itself. Uh, but, yeah, the whole Miss thing and, oh, man, I went back and had to like, watch that part again because I was like, that. the whole finish of that match was – I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that Becky got the win. Um, she's basically cleared the slate. And as of right now, she's headed to WrestleMania to anniversary her t- title hold. Uh, and that's fantastic.
1: Hmm. Until we get to this next part, the Women's <sighs> Royal Rumble. Yeah. Sasha, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, uh, Rhonda, Mickey James, Santana Nia Garrett. Garrett, Nia Jax. Did you buy it? I mean, some of these people are injured, and some of them aren't. If Sasha's injured, why wouldn't WWE release... I mean, I, I heard the rumors that Dana Brooke jumped on her a couple weeks ago, and she hasn't wrestled since then. But to just not... Say anything about her not being in the Rumble was crazy to me. Um, I enjoyed the Rumble though; it was Naomi coming back was good. Uh, who else did really well in it? Mandy had some spotlights. Mandy and Otis—that that whole thing was good. I love um, it,
0: man. I love it. it. Uh, it. Sony didn't do too bad.
1: Tegan Knox was okay. Uh,
0: yeah, you know what? They kind of dropped the ball there. The whole Tegan Knock Dakota Kai, yeah, uh, having
1: them split up and not eliminate one. Yeah, of those
0: especially two. after like last night, like there's mm-hmm. no reason why they should have had brought attention to that. Uh, but I mean, when it comes down to the Women's Royal Rumble, there's two names. Before we get to the winner, there's two names that uh, that showcase this match. And, and Liv Morgan one, and Lana. Good lord, WW Superstar Lana. Um, because apparently she's not, she dropped the E like they dropped the F. Um, did you hear that part? No, ah, uh, well, she, she, they gave her a live mic.
1: I saw they gave her a mic. She was talking and shit. Like, everybody laid down, and we were all like, damn, what a good move by Lana. She put everybody to sleep by talking <laughs> WWE,
0: they... and didn't, or WW Superstar. <laughs> she didn't even say the E. I was like, damn it, Lana. Come
1: on! I knew you're <Sorten> the only one. They give you a win. bike to, and you're gonna go drop the ball on it. I knew Liv wasn't gonna win, but she didn't have Jordans on when she came out.
0: Fair enough. Fair. Enough. They did do her run. They like got her in and out real quick, and that wasn't cool. I uh, think that's
1: why they. I think that's why they didn't put Tegan and Dakota Kai so close together because they already kind of had a a beef going into it with Liv and Lana that that did that. So I think they still wanted to get them. Uh, in but not necessarily together, Tony Storm had a good showing. She was
0: uh, in there for a long time as well. What? I don't think she eliminated anybody, she didn't eliminate anybody, but she was in there for a long time.
1: Um, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair that was the MVP. Bianca, so
0: that's that's where it comes down yes. to the two names Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Uh, outside the chance, the winner. Those are the two biggest names, or had the biggest showings and showcases in the Royal Rumble.
1: Who eliminated Shayna?
0: Uh, uh, um, Charlotte eliminated her at the end.
1: Okay. That's how, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. she won.
0: Yep, she,
1: yep, she won by, yep. by eliminating Sh-
0: yep, Shayna. Yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, well, to, I mean, to talk about the end, like... We talk about how they dropped the ball, not saying anything about, about um, Sasha, but the women's roster on NXT, on SmackDown or Raw, the who they could have called out, and to blow a twenty, the number 29 spot with Santina Morella, oh my gosh, I can't stand him. They, It's like, seriously, why are you going to waste a spot like that for no reason? It's just annoying
1: that they do that shit. I'm, see, I'm glad we're talking about this because I was going to skim right over this. Beth Phoenix busted her head wide open. I'm waiting on pictures to pop up online about her getting stitches or staples or whatever to see how big that that thing went from. At first, the first thing I saw, I saw Charlotte had blood on her face. And I was like, oh, one of Charlotte's surgeries popped open. You know, she didn't give it six to eight weeks to to heal up all the way. And then I saw blood on somebody else's arm. And then finally we saw the back of Beth Phoenix's head. And it was just a little bit. And then after about 20 minutes, man, it looked like a fucking murder scene. Like she was bleeding everywhere. There was one point where she took a suplex and her head hit the mat. And there was a big blood spot on the mat where it looked like MMA or something like that. And so kudos to her for keeping it going because... After that, she stayed in the ring for probably another twenty minutes after she busted her head open. So I feel like it her. was one of
0: those things, like unless like you probably feel a throbbing, but unless you like put your hand there and touch it, you really don't know it's there. Like the adrenaline's going, you know what I mean? So I feel like like she, I never saw her like draw attention to it. She just like she didn't,
1: but everybody else did.
0: Everyone else did, yeah. No, I didn't notice it until I saw like the blood all over Charlotte's face. I'm like, oh shit! What? nope, that's because I thought maybe um. Was it? I oh, wasn't Shayna. I forgot who it was. It's some whoever punched, whoever punched Charlotte from outside from the ropes before she knocked her out. I thought that's who like made it like punch her in the nose and like bust her open. And then I'm like, no, that's not her cheek and like that's not her nose. And then I saw Beth Phoenix's back of her head. And I'm like, oh damn, all right, yep. that's where that's from.
1: But you know, not to, not to skim over it, we really need to talk about how well they made Bianca Belair look tonight. Um, she was an ass kicker and military pressing people up over her head and throwing them out, and it was just the the elimination she did on Alexa Bliss where they were pulling on her ponytail and she, like, it was just all well done with her. So she was.
0: with that, like, what WWE has done with the NXT roster when they pull them up, they have absolutely done well with showcasing NXT talent. Uh, Look at Survivor Series. We were talking about Rhea Ripley uh, and uh, they were talking about Tony Storm the whole night. And then they were talking about Keith Lee. And then tonight we're talking about Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair because they really did do their job as far as showcasing these talents and superstars from the NXT roster that normally would just get lost in the mix because they're NXT and not Raw or SmackDown. And I feel like the way they've done that by bringing them up and, and having them showcased on these you know, main show pay-per-views, not even just regular pay-per-views, but Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, those are two of the big four. And that showcase NXT as highly as they have, with well, job well done to the WWE on making that happen.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if Bianca Belair takes the title off of Rhea Ripley. I think there's a reason they made her look as well as they made her look tonight, and I would not be shocked. Um, Let's talk about the winner. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I don't even want to. Anybody
0: who says that they shove Roman in our face and they turn around and give a woo and shout out and love Charlotte Flair, shut the fuck up. Mm. Go to the back of the bus. Go to the back room, turn the lights off, sit there, curl up in the fetal position, and shut the fuck up. Because there's not a single person on this roster who's been shoved in our face, shoved down our throats, and more than Charlotte Flair. It is absolutely ridiculous, the fact that they're giving her Charlotte Flair. They, they knew they fucked up last year because they wanted her to win. Well, guess what? We rewrote that because that's not what happened. Becky Lynch won because Becky Lynch deserved it. They, fuck, they They corrected it before it happened last year, or if they would have booed Charlotte Flair out, like they booed Roman Reigns out of Philly, and they gave Sh- Becky Lynch to win. And they end up throwing Charlotte Flair in the main event at anyway. no, WrestleMania anyways. And then it comes a year later, well, guess what? Charlotte's chance was last year, so we're going to go ahead and give it to her this year. They keep fucking up doing that shit, because they did it before, when Roman won it. He should have won it the year before, but they wanted to go ahead and give it to fucking Bautista, and, and give it, let him have the chance. And they gave it to him, and then everyone booed him out. And the next year it was a year too late, and everyone booed out Roman. But guess what? Not only is it a year too late, but we didn't want Charlotte to win it last year either. We don't want Charlotte Flair winning all these matches. We don't want Charlotte Flair. Leading the league in title holds. There's no reason for it. She doesn't need a championship. She doesn't need a title. She doesn't need to be in the picture. You want, you want to know what? And everyone was and here's and we're gonna to get to it. I was gonna wait till later, but we'll get to it now. After the Roman fight and and Baron Corbett, everybody was cheering the hell out of him. And then when it came down to to Roman and 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 uh, McIntyre, it looked like Roman was gonna win it. The people were booing him already hadn't even happened, and people were booing him. He didn't even get it. He hasn't been in a title picture in over a year and a half. The last time he's mentioned the title was when he came back and looked at Rollins and said, I'm coming for that one day. I'm coming for what's mine. That was it. He may have mentioned when he said he's coming back in for the, the Royal Rumble, but that was it. He hasn't been in the title picture since he gave it up and left. Charlotte's been in the title picture Actually, I would probably you could probably count the times she hasn't been in the picture more than the times she's been in the picture, because Charlotte Flair, she's not the best wrestler, she's not the best on the mic, she's annoying as all hell. She she just gets keeps getting thrown in our face when there's so much more talent on this roster or on NXT that should be brought up, who should be given the opportunity to run with it, and they're not because WWE has a hard on for Charlotte Flair and keeps shoving her in our face. It's absolutely ridiculous.
1: But it's okay, Marty. I'm going to tell you why. Cuz as frustrated as you are right now, in 2 months you'll get to go to Tampa, spend all your money, go to WrestleMania and watch Charlotte beat Becky for the title.
0: Now you really want me a drink? As I said earlier, Drunk Marty wasn't going to be here tonight. Now you really want Drunk Marty to show up.
1: I don't get it. I mean, I, I just... There were so many other women that could have won that match that would have been way more intriguing. We've seen Charlotte and Becky. We've seen Charlotte and Bailey. We've seen all of them. So why have her win? Why? Why not just let her and Shayna wrestle like a non-title grudge match? They could have had something start in the Royal Rumble... And you could have had anybody else win. You could have had Alexa Bliss win. You could have had Bianca Belair win. You could have had Toni Storm win. You could have had any of these women win and fight Becky. Now, we've talked about it before where a lot of them aren't mainstay na- mainstream names. But I think, you know, since the last time we recorded, I've thought a lot about it. I think Becky's a big enough name now to where she can wrestle anybody at WrestleMania. And it's a WrestleMania match if the story's done right. They could have had her wrestle Oscar again at WrestleMania with the story continuing the way it was. You don't need Charlotte. I'm sorry. Charlotte's overrated. She's overhyped. She's over everything. It over when she talks. Like everything about Charlotte sucks to me. Um and I ain't trying to be an asshole. I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get what they see that everybody else doesn't. And I know people get mad about Roman but Charlotte's been way more force-fed to you than Roman ever was. The only difference is he's made him at WrestleMania, and his title reigns have all lasted longer than two weeks. Preach. Preach! It's a little late, late at night, so I can't rant about this the way I want to, but I'm just not... But on a brighter note, she did win me $50 in the pool that I was in. So, that that works. works. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the Men's Royal Rumble. It started out with, number one, Brock Lesnar eliminating the first 13 people, I believe, that came out. Yep. And they they did it in such a great way. When Keith Lee came out, Keith stood up to him. Kofi stood up to him compared to everybody else. I love the Shelton Benjamin interaction where... They were friends, and the commentators even told you you know, they went to school together, this, that, and the third, hugged, and then Brock tossed him over. I loved every part of it, and I loved the fact that Ricochet ended up kicking him in the balls and McIntyre knocked him over the top rope. I was under the impression that McIntyre wasn't going to win and Brock was going to challenge him because of the way Drew kept eyeing him down and Brock was looking at him back. But now the door is open. Drew's just going to call him shot. I want Brock. And I i told you last week I don't care about it. I do now after tonight. Good. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad to hear you say that because I, I was good for it. I'm okay with that. I'm a fan of McIntyre. I've mentioned that multiple times. Uh, I think that Brock is still going to be the one. That calls this match for I, I, Brock's gonna be the one that makes the decision for McIntyre on who he challenges. I feel like Brock's gonna show up at Raw and tell him straight up, "You got you you got the opportunity to main event it. I don't care what you say. You're fighting me for the title at WrestleMania." It, it,
1: That's it, it's, not a main event though. Why isn't it? Because there's bigger matches. The Fiend and Roman Reigns is bigger than that. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, believe it or not, it's bigger than that. Even though we just shit all over it, uh, Becky versus Ronda would be bigger than that. Here's the thing: uh,
0: no matter who you put Drew McIntyre against, unless it's against Roman Reigns, it doesn't get bigger than that.
1: Ah, uh, Drew's not a big enough star. Rollins versus Lesnar last year was bigger than McIntyre versus, and, it,
0: and it lasted 13 seconds. I mean, at the beginning can... of the card.
1: However long it lasted, it's a bigger match on paper going into WrestleMania. Rollins versus Lesnar's bigger than McIntyre. McIntyre was just fucking—he was in three M, three MB like two months ago.
0: Yeah, two months ago. (laughs) That shit.
1: (laughs) Like he—he hadn't done anything since he's been back, and now all of a sudden he wins the Rumble.
0: He's been multiple tag team champion. He's been IC champion
1: since he's been back.
0: Since he's been no, Winston's got hurt. No, since he's been back in the WWE, yes,
1: yeah. Well, they're not memorable because I only only thing I remember him doing is being a tag champ with Dolph Ziggler against the Shield with Braun Strowman.
0: He had the IC championship also. I think he won it from Roman.
1: I don't think you're right on that one. Uh,
0: I'm not he bad. may have had
1: he may have had the IC title, but he definitely didn't beat Roman for it. Yeah. Um...
0: That maybe he'd beat Rollins for it. But he won. He won a title for IC from one of them. Um, but since we're talking about Lesnar and, like, all these guys and Keith Lee's son, I thought the best thing was when Keith Lee walks up, gets on the ring, sits there, and you just look at Brock and looks at him like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's like, the fuck's he going to come in here and do? And I was Lesner like, Lesnar was very animated. This is tonight. what we have. All right, he here was we go. He dancing yeah. to
1: MVP's music when MVP came out. He's in the ring, like, dancing around and shit. Like, Lesnar was the MVP. To... I know you don't like him, but you got to give it up. Like, Lesnar was the man tonight. Like, this was the Lesnar that can be. <sighs> he plays a certain character, but he can play more. Like, I mean, you remember the Eddie Guerrero stuff he did back in the day? and
0: Like 20 years ago?
1: You're saying that he can't do that all of a sudden? You're saying that he no longer has personality? Oh,
0: fuck. I, I mean, I know he does. He just doesn't show it. And that's what that's what's irritating. Um,
1: you can't tell me you didn't enjoy Lesnar tonight. I as didn't. Mad, Fucking irritating you, the shit on me. As mad as you were that he was throwing people over, it was still entertaining.
0: There was he was moments. selling
1: when he had to. He made you believe that other people were going to beat him. The, he did the fucking uh, poetry in motion off of Big E and clotheslined the shit out of Kofi. Like, out of nowhere. Just admit it. Lesnar's a <laughs> man.
0: He's not. Fuck that. He's not the man. Like, seriously.
1: Well, uh, I mean, Beck is a man, but Lesnar's the, Lesnar's the guy.
0: So frustrating. He was making... He was he literally was, making me sit there, and I was hating my favorite event of the year because of him.
1: It was and then when he got eliminated, what'd you do? You look like that damn picture of the guy sitting in front of his computer with, with, you know, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's Fucking exactly Steve, what you did. Whatever his name, is. and that's why he's so great.
0: Uh it was also because McIntyre was the one that eliminated him. But you know, I was and awesome. Then
1: he sold it for like ten but, minutes. He just hold on, no.
0: There. First of all, my first thought was, and you know this. I texted you as soon as it happened because the fucking place went nuts when McIntyre and i texted you. and I am like, "There goes the fucking pop for Roman." And yes, that that's exactly what happened. He got the pop, and then everybody booed Roman when it came down to the final two.
1: If Roman would have won, they would have chewed. Now they
0: wouldn't have. Yeah,
1: they would have. It's a it's a it Pavlov's dog thing. It been people mixed. followed people followed the leader for certain. I mean. You and me are fans of Roman. We've been watching this shit for years. People boo when they know he's about to win, but when it's time for the referee to hit his hand on the mat for the third time, they're all counting along, and they all get up and cheer. At the end of the day, the cheers outweigh the boos by a lot. But Roman's basically the Brooklyn brawler in the Royal Rumble. like He's always a bridesmaid, rarely a bride. Four times now he's been eliminated. My
0: two favorites. Santana Garrett and Roman Reigns, they get the job done for everyone around them. Yeah. They're, com- they're company made. That's why. They're there five, for the company.
1: Five times now, he's been one of the two people left, and four times he's lost. They use him to get other people over, and they use him against a crowd that they know is going to start booing when they think he's going to win. WWE's mind fucking everybody, and they're too stupid and too hateful to pay attention and see what they're doing. They're using your own quote-unquote smartness against you and using Roman to get to the end to get a bigger pop for the person that wins the Royal Rumble, who Norma... Nobody would've gave a fuck if Randy Orton would've won. Nobody would've gave a fuck if McIntyre would've won out of nowhere. Nobody would've gave a fuck if Nakamura would've won. What's Nakamura doing right now?
0: I actually was hoping that there'd be a better, like, face-off between Brock and Nakamura. That When when Nakamura's music came out, I'm like, yes. Give us some because they've had they've had some decent matches in New Japan, and yeah. I'm like, oh, let me see this.
1: Ago. Okay, it's I like mean 15. that's what you told me early. It's like he
0: it was like 15, but fair enough. I know, I got you. Use my words against me. Makes sense. It works. Um, fucking bastard.
1: I can't be too hard on you. You picked Drew McIntyre, so you were the MVP of the night.
0: Um, yeah. Can we get to the thing that? It was one. Oh, you know what? Out of people that came up from NXT, Keith Lee obviously was a shoe in That—that's mm-hmm. we all expected that to happen. Well, Matt Riddle. I just felt like his whole interaction there was just pointless. Who? It his, Matt Riddle was oh. basically Santina oh. Morella being in the Men's Royal Rumble.
1: Who eliminated Riddle? Corbin. <laughs> it was the only one he got. <laughs> I forgot Corbin was even in the match. And then
0: Corbin got eliminated right afterwards.
1: Well, Riddle's not
0: that good. No shit.
1: Uh, let's talk about the return of the night.
0: Yes, let's do it. Um, I, here's, what, here's what irritates me. is I was going to text you that night, and, but it was late. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do nothing Because after Mick Foley's show you that night, when I walked out, I looked over at my girlfriend and said, no, you don't know what I'm talking about. But when he's talking about Edge... That's the guy's going to come back this weekend. And we had just talked about who we thought was going to maybe return. And I was thinking – and then he started. I'm like, you know – because I continue to think about Edge. And then Mick Fuller starts talking about Edge and some stories. And I'm like, son of a bitch. That's who's coming back this weekend? And I was going to text you to you, and I totally forgot that night. And the next thing happened, and just all of a sudden it was this today. I'm like, son of a bitch. Fuck, it's Edge. It's, and I forgot to say it. And then all of a sudden his music hit, and I just lost it. I'm like, yes, this – is the shit. Fucking love it.
1: I don't know if I ever told you this story. Something kind of like that. Every year at my WrestleMania party, we do a pool. And we pick, you know, who's going to win every match in the Battle Royal. And so, me and my buddy Joey, we play a the golf every Sunday of WrestleMania. And I was talking to him, and I'm like, I just can't pick who I think is going to win this Battle Royal. So, I shank one into the trees. And I'm over there looking for my ball. I play Nike most time, more times than not. I pick oh, up a Nike life. ball to see if it's mine, and I flip the ball over, and it says Mojo on it. And I tell Joey, I'm like, that's who's going to win. I'm like, Mojo Raleigh's going to win. That's who I'm picking. When we get back to my house and it's time to pick, I don't pick Mojo Raleigh, And I'm telling everybody the story as the Battle Royals happening, and Gronk jumps in the ring and helps Mojo Raleigh win. But I picked like Zack Ryder or some shit like that. Like I picked somebody so out of left field. That's when like the this...
0: Zack Ryder won the IC championship.
1: When when all signs told me to pick Mojo Raleigh, including a fucking ball that wasn't mine, that said Mojo on it. So That's hilarious.
0: I uh I actually golf them with Nike Mojos. That's, That's my funny. golf ball choice.
1: We'll bring them to Tampa because we'll know, go play
0: because I'm gonna buy a set, I'm buying a new set of golf clubs.
1: We'll go play uh you know, I gotta do my WrestleMania invitation on my wife told me the other day, she's like, Why don't you wake up Sunday morning at WrestleMania and go play around the golf? That's a good idea.
0: It's a damn good idea. Fantastic.
1: Uh Drew McIntyre wins. Edge comes back. Lasted way longer than I thought he would. Took way more bumps than I thought he would.
0: He you know what he took is German suplex. I was not expecting him to take one of those at all. I was like, he's gonna come back and hit it's gonna be in there like I will not take any, you know, German suplexes or nothing like that. And he fucking took those bumps. He even got, the way he got thrown out of the ring of uh, the ring, it was like, oh shit. All right. Uh, yeah, you said he was in there for a long ass time and I enjoyed it.
1: So we had a, a rated RKO uh reunion. Are we looking at Edge versus at WrestleMania?
0: Yes, absolutely. Because at this point in time, Randy's not an old-timer. He's still relevant on the, on the main roster, but there's nobody there that really... For a WrestleMania event, he's got nothing to do there. If you put him up against anybody else, it's to get them over and elevate the younger stat, talent. Having him fight against Edge... Because if you give Edge the win, it's, you know, welcome back Edge. If they give Randy the win, then it's like Randy's on the main roster, deserves it. Uh, but it's entertaining. The, their history, the story, if Edge can really go the way that we expect him to go
1: then. It looked like it tonight.
0: Then, like, that match is going to be a damn good match. That might be a match that could potentially steal the show if they're on their A game. And at that point, you don't need anything else for Randy Orton, with the exception of the story, that he has with Edge. And that goes back damn near a decade and a half.
1: I'm not a fan of Edge.
0: I, I am. I've always been a fan of Edge. Now, not always, because I was at Hardy Boys. That was, that was my team. So him and Christian used to irritate me. Um, their whole five seconds of whatever bullshit. Oh, my um, God.
1: The five-second pose. Oh, my God.
0: But I fucking love Edge. Oh, my like,
1: God. They did one with Kurt Angle here in Atlanta. And it was fantastic. They were like... For the benefit of those with flash photography, we got this five-second pose. And they were like, we're going to be the Atlanta Braves pitching staff. And so Kurt Angle stood up like he was the batter. And Christian was behind him as the catcher. Edge throws the ball. Angle swings. And they all just turn around and look because they gave up a home run. <laughs> and the crowd was pissed. And I was like, all right, that was funny. I always liked Christian more than Edge. That's just me, though.
0: I always liked Edge more than Christian.
1: I was one of the peeps.
0: Nice.
1: Christian made out with Trish Stratus. What did Edge ever do? Lita? Uh,
0: (laughs) I mean, back when Lita was hot. Also, I mean, you know. What?
1: Hot garbage.
0: Whoa, that's not even accurate. I mean, he did get Vicky Guerrero.
1: So did Dolph Ziggler. Oh, shit.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Then Edge Edge actually married her on TV, right?
1: <laughs> Edge was a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh shit!
1: It was good to see him back then. Like I said, I'm not a fan of him, but I I can appreciate stuff like like if Punk would have came back, I can appreciate how big of a moment that is for fans and Edge coming back tonight. Like everybody at the party, I was at. Erupted forward, the crowd blew up. Like I said, he he stayed in way longer than anybody would. I'm sure when he came out, everybody thought, "All right, he's gonna do a couple spears and get thrown out, so he doesn't get hurt." But that
0: no. spear he got on Roman, holy shit! He fucking damn near cut his ass in half. Like that he was could a sell fucking...
1: job by Roman because it spear was. was trash. Oh, God, Edge sucks. His spear is horrible. He does it with his left shoulder too. Like what who the fuck does a Southpaw spear? Edge does. And that's why it sucks.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I'm not gonna argue with you. Uh Drew McIntyre wins The Royal Rumble. All in all, I enjoyed the show. There were some there was a couple parts in it that were uh just kind of dragging along, but for the most part, I really wish Daniel Bryan would have won, and I don't like the fact that they didn't explain the rules to the strap match. They just kind of yeah,
0: because I I remember the other day you, you mentioned something. I'm like, wait, that's not because I I thought I was under the impression it was a strap a four corner strap match. Also, not just a regular standard beat the shit out of the strap match. Um, so yeah, that was I was kind of irritated with that one um, because I thought it was a four corner also, not just a regular standard strap
1: match. Uh, what would you give the Royal Rumble? 1 out of 5?
0: Um I'm going to give it a 4.
1: A 4. That's yeah, all right. I'd give it a 4 also. Um So yeah, this has been boot to the face the the Royal Rumble reaction show. Um we won't have a new show come out this week because of this reaction show, but we will be back to our regular recording days on Sunday. Show posted on Monday. The move to full press has been fantastic. And before we leave, we can't not talk about the events that took place today and say rest in peace to the GOAT, probably the best. I saw Michael Jordan when I was a kid. Um, It's kind of like in football, I saw a little bit of Joe Montana, right? But since I started paying attention to it, Tom Brady was the best quarterback I ever saw. I saw a little bit of Michael Jordan when I was younger. But since I started paying attention and started playing basketball and stuff like that, Kobe Bryant was the best player that I ever saw play. Um, my son, when he was a kid, used to throw away his diaper and scream Kobe when he would do it. Like Kobe was my favorite player probably of my lifetime besides John Starks. So... Obviously, you know, his helicopter crashed today, him and his daughter were killed in it, and it's just crazy. Um so Marty, you can you got the Kobe jersey on, you can go ahead and say your piece also.
0: Yeah, I mean I was always I grew up a, a Jordan fan. Um well, I mean I remember watching Jordan games every night. Uh I would I would turn on WGN and watch those. Um and I watched, and then Kobe came out, and then Kobe, hit, you know, got the hand handoff from Jordan, and um, I loved watching him play. Um, him being from California, uh, he was like he he was Los Angeles, he was the Lakers. Um, I I hated the Lakers growing up. Uh, I hate I couldn't stand Shaq whatsoever. Uh, so the only reason why I tuned in to the Lakers was because of, of Kobe, and then after that, after Shaq left, it was all Kobe. Uh, you know, I remember when I was in school and I was in Colorado, my dad was here. And, you know, we'd talk, uh, watch basketball games and stuff like that. And um, it was we taught Kobe. And then I remember his last game, me and my dad went and um, it's like we had that night so we can go watch his final game. And we took I took my dad to dinner and sat there and watched Kobe's last game together. And it was just, it was Kobe. You know, I loved watching him play, I loved who he was. I knew, you know, I don't care what anyone says about other stuff. It's whatever. Um, I have my thoughts on that, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, It sucks, man, because growing up, like Kobe, you know, um, like you said, you you talk about your son throwing his, you know, everything. You know, every time I play, I played ball. That was my favorite sport. I played ball all the time. I still do, and to the point where even when I play beer pong, I've been playing beer pong for damn near fifteen years. I love the shit out of it, and to the point where I make that final shot. I back up, Kobe, make it, win it. And it's like, you know, it's, there's a reason for that because the impact that the guy had on, on different aspects. Um, I just, I, I love I loved watching the guy, and it sucks seeing what happens. Um, it's one thing when you're growing up and people you follow um, start to retire um or start going away that's one thing but then when you start to see people that you followed and have meant something to you and have been mentors to you or role models or someone you looked up to or mimic the way that you do certain things and they don't just retire but they're 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 passing away um uh, it hits at a whole different level uh especially one when it's not when it's far too early for that to happen yeah. uh and and that that just that sucks it reminds me of uh I'm a Packers fan, and my favorite player growing up um, was Reggie White. And I remember that that morning when I got when I woke up and saw the news that Reggie White had passed away. You know, it was a guy who I not only followed, followed, who played, followed. The, you know, that's the main one of the main reasons why I became a Packers fan. Um, and I mean, I played defensive end. I, you know, it's because of Reggie White. It's because and the guy who he was was one thing, and the fact that you know that happened. It was like this is like people who are passing far too early. People you look up to who are changing the world and trying to do different things. Uh, it sucks, man. It's it's one thing when it just happens to all the you know people pass, but when it's a when it's someone who's so far too young who you can see things that are changing and things that are doing. Uh, it just hits a whole different level. Um, so with yeah, you know, like I know I know a lot of people, family and friends um people who are connected to him people who have met him and and have interacted with him people who followed him um and then you know just it's just you know thoughts and prayers out to all them um to his family that not only the fact that they lose their father um and the husband but they also lost a sister and a daughter um and then the other families um that just sucks man it's it's not a good thing it's not it's just it's not unfortunate that nobody should ever wish to go through or wish on anybody ever
1: yeah it's uh like you said the the family it definitely sucks for them like you know i saw somebody post something earlier it said going from arriving safely home from work is way underrated and it happens Like people leave from work to go home And get in car crashes Or in this case a helicopter crash Um Here one minute gone the next minute The wife the other three daughters I believe He had four daughters right So the mm-hmm. other three daughters One was a newborn you
0: know? too and
1: Yeah just like At the blink of a hat, Like nothing you can do about it You can't change anything It's just So that's, that's awful on that part And then of course uh you know, we watched this dude work his ass off to try to be one of the greatest of all time. And he was eligible for the fucking Hall of Fame this year. And we'll never get to hear that Hall of Fame speech, which was going to be probably <sighs> the first time I watch an NBA. I didn't watch Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech. Michael um,
0: Jordan's Hall of Fame speech is the only speech I've ever, wa- I've ever watched. Um, I watched. And I was, F- I was I was looking forward to what Kobe yeah. had to say this year.
1: I was going to say, I watch the NFL Hall of Fame all the time, but I've never watched the NBA Hall of Fame. And he was going to be eligible for it this year. And again, that's that's so far down on the thing of important list. You know what I mean? Like we said, people lost their father, husband, sister, daughter. So, But us strictly as fans, it's just surreal to think fucking he was playing two, three years ago. And then just out of nowhere, dies in a car crash. And I mean, I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like I've been seeing him and his daughter like around a lot more lately. Like social media, Sports Center stuff like like they've been going to games. They're always together, and now this.
0: Yeah. So apparently, from like what I was saying, I remember watching it like in the interview. Um, and like just like something the sports center was talking about a couple weeks ago, um, like and, and here in LA, like there's a some, you know the LA channels out here, they're always talking about Kobe. and They're always talking about stuff going on, and you know if Kobe goes to the game, they're talking about it. And, you know, and they're talking about like Kobe wasn't even like really paying attention to the to the NBA and was only coming in to like help younger players and mentor and stuff like that, but really wasn't watch, watching the games. Um, but like his daughter was getting, like the, was balling and she was playing and she's been getting to that more and more. Um, and you know, I follow him. so I, 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 saw like him coaching and her team and everything like that and working with her teammates and stuff like that. Um, and she was getting more involved and wanted to watch, like she was more involved in like following NBA. So that's why, yeah, you see them popping up at the games now more often and then doing things more basketball related. And so it just looked like, like he was behind her, like trying to push her to that next level. Um kind of see where where that would have went that's you know we'll never know.
1: Yeah. And there were you know also other people that were on that flight that died too. Obviously lesser known people, but you know thoughts and prayers with their family and stuff like that as well. So This has been another episode of Boots. Also,
0: but before uh, you go that, I mean you talk about don't forget we got Boots to Debate this week. Yep. Boots to Debate number 3. Um we're gonna have a like a packed house for this this one, right?
1: Yeah, it's myself, you, Barry Frost, Pete, and Jay from Talkamania. There's gonna be a lot of shit talking going on Friday night. And there's we have to be a lot of shit talking,
0: there's gonna be a lot of drunk talking.
1: We're fuck interviewing Barry Frost. The, um interviewing the interview queen this week. Uh that a lot we of are big things going on for Boot to the Face. And again, the, to a lot of content coming
0: forward.
1: Yep. The move to full press has been good. So we're just going to try to keep that momentum going. Uh, again, follow us on social media. Boot to the face with the number two or boot to the face underscore, depending on which social media you're on.
0: Pro wrestling tees, backsize, boot to the face. Get your shirts before they become hot, too, too hot to the demand. You know, yeah, really. do what you got to do. Support your boys.
1: Yeah, we, we're trying to go to WrestleMania, bitch. That shit ain't free. <laughs> this
0: is apparently Tacomania paying for our flights now since they lost. I don't yeah. you know.
1: Back are going that, that We're going to talk about that. Boots to the face. Royal Rumble. Reaction show. Thank God for Becky Lynch. She saved the night. Charlotte Flair sucks. That's pretty much all I got. You got anything else, Marty?
0: I don't, man. Um, enjoy your week. Be careful out there. Hug your loved ones. Say you love them. Um, just, you know, keep everyone close. Keep it. If you haven't talked to somebody but they've been on your mind, give them out. reach out to them, give them a text, give them a call, DM them, whatever it is. You know, one minute they're here, one minute they may not be. Don't lose that opportunity. Enjoy life. Live in the moment. Yes, we sit here and talk wrestling all the time. Uh, but at the same time, we're enjoying our lives. We like to give you a little bit of life perspective as well. Enjoy your life as well. Um, but th- keep you know keep those in mind of those who are around you. Um, don't don't let the moment pass.
1: Yeah. Couldn't have say it better myself. For Marty, I'm Chris. This is Boot to the Face, more Rumble reaction show. Full press radio Peace Later.